This is Redefining the Counterculture on Witten Radio. Make sure to check out our website at wittenradio.com. it up almost every time maybe you just need someone watching your back Hi. like a partner dr pin i actually heard what happened to you you opened up the quantum realm that's when this crazy could be ghost who like walks through walls and stuff stole your tech Now she wants to take over the world or whatever. Who would have believed that in your hour of need, you would turn to us? Not me. Because I mean, we robbed you. Do you remember? That's us. The only chance we've got is both of you. Ant-Man and the Wasp teaming up. Follow my lead. She seems... More intense. You go low, I'll go high. I have wings. Why would I go low? We're gonna die. I don't wanna die. Hey, what I miss? We were just tiny. I was partners with Hank on a project called Goliath. How big did you get? My record, 21 feet. You? 65 feet. 65. If you two are finished comparing sizes, 65. Everyone's got their thing. Maybe it's a breakup, a death, an accident, whatever it is, you used to be one thing, now you're something else. We all have our own problems. Our own issues. Our own. Demons.
Uh, we're here with Ole Miss Titans coach, Coach Maurice Harris. Coach, how are you doing? Oh, awesome, man. Awesome, man. Hey, I'm excited. Doing good, doing good. Yeah. I'm super excited. This is the first ever uh, men's conference, Living Life Victory Church men's conference. How do you feel to be a part of the inaugural? Oh, man, it's, I'm excited, man. Just uh, the fact that, you know, men come together, um, and just to um, perfect our craft, to um, – to uh, listen to other men, you know, sharing their experiences, uh, their their triumphs and their failures. You know, yes, what we what we figure out, man, there aren't really many differences between us. You know what I mean? You know, we all share the same stuff, man. The yeah. same feelings. You know what I mean? Um, you know, feelings of sometimes, uh, you know, I'm on top of the world, and and then sometimes feelings that I just can't get it done. So, uh, just a men conference like this to build other men up, man, is is is, is awesome. Absolutely. Um, you talk so much about, you know, triumph and adversity and mm-hmm. overcoming. Um, I know that you're a football coach. And you're a really good one. Yeah, I appreciate um, you saying that. No, no problem. No problem. Yeah. It's the truth. Um, tell me, um, what has the game taught you and, that you've taken and applied to life? Because I know that there's so many similarities between football, the game of football, and life just in terms of, you know, mm-hmm. being more than just your average person just getting by. Well, I would say the, the first thing that taught me man is to be selfless you know to put the team first um you know if if you are more concerned about your teammate than you are about yourself i think that um you um you empower him to be the best he can possibly be and if he's doing the same for you man he's empowering you then iron sharpens iron you know uh it taught me stuff like you know time management you know mental toughness and it taught me, man, to, uh, you know, just have a love for what I do. You know, my, my senior season, my true senior season, I got hurt. And I took, uh, I took the game for granted for a little bit. But, you know, the Lord blessed me with another season. And I worked my behind off to get back going. You know, so um, it just taught me to love the game. Don't take anything for granted. Absolutely. Um, I know that Father's Day just passed, like, not long ago. Um, mm-hmm. Who would you say um, – I'm assuming you had a really good relationship with your father. Yes. Um, would you say that he was instrumental in, in yeah. molding you into the man that you are today? Well, well, actually, my, my dad wasn't around, you know, uh, as much as I would like him to be. Uh, but my granddaddy was awesome, amazing. So it wasn't like I didn't have a father figure. And I had my uncles, you know, man, they, 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 uh, they pitched in as well. So I had, you know, men around me all the time. And I'm and not just talking about just male. I'm talking about men, you know what yeah, I mean, yeah. that taught me how to be a man. You know, my grandfather, you know, he taught me how to uh, love your wife, yeah. you know, and and uh, also he told me how to discipline your children with a gentle spirit. You know, there's no man on this earth that I feared more than my grandfather. My grandfather never raised his voice at me. Yeah, so I had awesome male figures, you know, even though my dad wasn't around. But later in later years, man, I you know, I reached out to my dad, you know, and we have a uh, working relationship right now. So, okay, cool. Yeah, you know, the, the world tells us to honor our mother and our father. It didn't say honor them if they came to every football game or every uh, PTA event. It simply says honor your mother and your father and your, day will be, your days will be long. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to kind of dive in and talk about just loving your wife because I think uh, um, my, my memory's a little bit hazy, but I know the scripture says, like, wives, respect your husband. Mm-hmm. Husbands, love your wives. When I read that, it kind of invokes this thing of, um, like, some women have yeah. trouble respecting men, and then some yeah. men have trouble loving women. Yeah. Um, in your, how, as a Christian man, how do you yeah. love your wife properly? Well, the Bible tells us to love your wife as Christ loved the church, but it also tells 
them to submit to us. But first, we must submit to him. If we submit to him and we're in line, then she will submit to us. And I battled it a lot, you know, early on in my marriage. You know, I wanted my wife to submit to me, you know, but I wouldn't, you know, follow him like I should have been, you know. And, And the key thing, too, that I forgot in my marriage is that if I want her to serve me, then first I have to serve her. If I serve her, she will reciprocate, you know. Yeah, so, uh, and, and then too, man, I pray for my wife on a daily basis, man, you know. I pray that I love her like Christ loved the church, that I honor her so my prayers will not be hindered, that my marriage bed is not uh, defiled, you know. I pray that I have no sexual thoughts, most desires for no other women, you know what I mean? And I pray that no other woman comes on to me as well, you know. And some, some people may think that's crazy, man. I'm one of those guys, man, that believe that, man, crazy prayers, man, get answered, you know what I mean? No question about that, so. I like that. Um, yeah. Speaking of um, sex, um, you know, we as men, that's something that I think all of us struggle with. Yes. Um, what advice would you give to a, a guy, you know, a young guy that's a Christian that's struggling yeah. with sexual sin, but that yeah. wants to do better yeah. and that wants to get married and, mm-hmm. you know, have a family and everything? Yeah, well, I'll just say, man, I, I, I think it's tough. Um, Especially when you know better to be out of God's will and expect Him to, to uh, you know, bless you with things that you want Him to be to bless you with. I, I think that's tough. And uh, and if for, for the men that are contemplating that, man, I, you know, um, I wish that I was able to give my wife uh, an amazing gift <laughs> that I wouldn't be able to give to anyone else. You know I what I mean? You, yes, sir. And uh, man, you think about that, you know. So um, you know, I would tell guys, man, it, it, you know, if you wait on the right woman, it's gonna be well worth it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, speaking of which, how do you know, because I've heard this from my own father and other men, they say that you'll know who your wife is yes. when you meet her. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you know who your wife was? i tell you what, um, it was really before, I guess, we were both in college, and uh, we had probably been dating about two years, and uh, she was at Tennessee State, I was at Arkansas State, and my okay. wife, she liked to go out a lot, you know, yeah, I yeah. wasn't... <laughs> A huge party, you know, not because of, you know, at the time, right? So you said you, you met her, but she she liked to go out a lot. Yeah, so she liked to go out a lot. And um, this one particular time she went out, uh, when she got back, man, and I undressed her up and down, man, as far as with my language, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, she asked me, you know, she said, are you finished? I said, yeah, I'm finished. I said, uh, what do you have to say? She said, I don't care how mad you get, you're not going anywhere, you know. And you know what? She was right. Yeah. So um, that's when I kind of knew. So okay. next year, she uh, transferred to Arkansas State. Okay. And uh, the rest, they say, is history. Man, I love that. I yeah. love that. Um, how do you – because you, you, you do college football. Yes. And, I mean, it's chaotic, your schedule and everything. Yes. Um, what's the secret to happy marriage? What has kept you together for so long? I would say just quality time and, and laughter and communication – you know, um, man, she's my she's my wife, no doubt about that, man. But she's my best friend, man. She's my my uh, biggest supporter, and my and my worst critic. You know, yeah. and I think that we have a good relationship because we communicate well, we talk about everything, yeah. um, we um, we laugh a lot. You know, I like to joke around a lot. We laugh a lot. Yeah. You know, so um, we have a good time with one another. So I would say communication, laughter. You know, and sometimes you know when. You have disagreements, and you can't agree on a de- agree to disagree and keep it moving. 
you know, yeah. So, so like picking and choosing your yeah, battles. No question about that. Wow. You know? um, so I'm I'm super excited. I, I want to t- t- talk with you a little bit about the upcoming season. Are you yes. Are you ready? Because I know you guys. I mean, yeah. I don't know how much you can share, but mm-hmm. are you excited for this upcoming season? I'm always excited. You know, with the next season, I can't wait to get going. You know, yeah. uh, I think our team is going to surprise a whole lot of people. Um, I'm very excited about my room in particular, the tight end room. You know, we have a mature group that's coming back. You know, last year those guys were, were, you know, just new to the SEC game, you know, and these guys this year have a lot of experience uh, underneath their belt. So I'm excited about, you know, our season. I'm excited about my room, and I can't wait to get going. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I guess how do you prepare each season? Because I know, like, the season is long. Yes. It's taxing. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes you're away from your family. Yes. Is there anything that you do, I guess, mentally to prepare for your job and, and how you're going to attack the season? You know, I would say from year to year you have different challenges. You know, this year, um, you know, my challenge is to make sure that I get the absolute best out of these guys because it is a mature group. It is a group that's that's experienced, you know, so holding those guys accountable and make sure that the leaders in that group hold the rest of those guys accountable as well. But as the season gets going, you know, just finding ways uh, that we can, you know, dominate offensively. Yeah. You know, and, and finding, you know, just um, a wrinkle or two, man, to, to make sure we're the best that we can absolutely be. And then uh, and then just keeping those guys focused. You know, I, I, I coach a different kind of way. I'm not saying it's, it's better, but it's different. You know, I yeah. believe in, in coaching them the spiritual man, you know, coaching them socially, coaching them, uh, you know, on their academics. And then I believe if you do those things, the athletics will fall into place because you got the whole man in order, you know. Absolutely. So um, that's my goal. Is to make sure that those, that the whole man is um, is being well kept uh, when they're playing, you know, for us at Ole Miss. Yes, sir. Uh, I just got a few more questions. Mm-hmm. Um, what advice would you give to the student athlete that's listening to this that yeah. wants to play ball in college and uh-huh. you know has been working and that's their dream? Um, if you, if somebody could give yeah. them a piece of advice, what would you give them? Number one, make sure your grades are in order. We can't do anything if the grades aren't in order. And then number two, because a lot of people talk about playing, you know, college football. They talk about playing NFL football. But are your actions matching your spoken words? You know, so um, with that being said, if you're a tight end, man, I work every other tight end in the country, you know. Not just the ones in high school. You got to think about the ones in the NFL, the Evan Ingrams of the world. You got to outwork those guys. What are they doing? All right? And if you go to bed, yeah, if you go to bed at night and you can't answer that question with a yes, then you didn't work hard enough, you know. So don't just give it lip service, man. Go to work. Go to work. I like Mm -hmm. that. My last question is, in terms of legacy, um, what's the biggest takeaway that you want people to get from you know, your coaching career, you know, just your walk as a Christian. When people, you know, think about Maurice Harris, what is it that you want them to take away from your life? That's pretty easy for me. When it's all said and done, when they think about me as a coach, as a husband, as a father, as a man, um, I want them to say, man, that man loved the Lord. You know, all everything that was in him, he loved the Lord. You know, so that's what I want uh, when when I'm long gone. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I forgot this question. Yeah, I should have ahead. asked it. Um, your your walk with Christ, when did it start? When did you accept Jesus? And um, what, what was the catalyst? I would say um, I first accepted Jesus at nine years old. What? Yeah, but 
uh, that was mostly done out of fear and not out of love, you know, just fear of going to, to hell because at the church yeah. I was going to the time, you don't get baptized, you're going to hell, you know, <laughs> yeah. but it wasn't out of love. You know, my heart really changed, I would say, when I got like 26 or 27, when I started coaching and understood, man, the uh, stage and podium that I had to impact lives, you know. Yes, and uh, that's when my heart started to change and realize that it's not just about wins and losses on the field. It's about winning and, and losing at the game of life, you know. So, yeah, yeah. you know, impacting these young men uh, for a greater purpose. And, uh, and that's to see them in heaven one day. Absolutely. Coach Harris, I want to thank you for the interview. I'm all out of questions. I wanted to open the floor to you if there's anything you'd like to say to our artists. Oh, man, I'm good. I appreciate you so much for this time. Awesome. Thank you so yeah, much, thank Coach. Thank you, brother. See thank you. you. Yeah. All right, man. Thank you so much, Coach. Thank you, brother.